Welcome to Maybe Don't, a variety show with conversations and comedy. This week on the show, we talk about London, a writer's room, and the ups and downs of fandom. You song. Kevin. I'm back. We're we're back. We're back. I was in London. You were mm-hmm. here. I was here. Yeah. <laughs> you never left. Yeah, weird flex. Uh but before we talk about that. Yeah. Welcome to Maybe Don't. Welcome. Mm-hmm. And maybe you were somewhere. Tweet at us your exact <laughs> location on <God>. Thanksgiving. <laughs> we're at your wolf. Why did I feel like I just ran a marathon? Uh emotionally. Um, because you're hanging out with me. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to do some monologue jokes first. Okay, yeah, opening monologue. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Hey, you, Song. Okay, do you know how there's all these people running for president? Yeah. Well, after Thanksgiving, I should probably be running on the dang treadmill. And no, that is not, we did not insert any silence there. That was natural silence. Uh, Kevin, I have one. Take it away. All right. Um, In England... Okay, I can relate. There are coffee shops. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in England, mm-hmm. as you might know, it rains. Mm-hmm. On a rainy day, rather, <laughs> in the aftermath of a rainy day, uh-huh. what is a barista's favorite drink to make in England? On the aftermath of a rainy day, um, an English breakfast? Let's close a London fog latte. Oh. Cool. <laughs> I have two more jokes. <laughs> I'll just say okay, them at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear uh, Kamala Harris dropped out of the race? I did. Well, a fun fact about me is my neighbor <laughs> dropped out of high school. And one more. Did you hear that? Hillary Clinton said some mean things about Bernie Sanders on the Howard Stern show. Yeah, I did. Well, a fun fact about me <laughs> is on my trip to London, someone said something mean about me behind my back. You know, you know how, um, you, you know how, oh wait, who's the comedian that famously repeats his setups? Oh, um, probably a lot of them. Probably a lot of them. Well, I'm trying to think of, uh, okay, it, it's like a, the you might be a redneck, but- Jeff Foxworthy? Yeah, but your version is, but fun fact about me. But fun fact about me. I really like Which that. is a lot of stand-up. Yeah. Um, um, that's a good idea. Yeah. I should, I should do stand-up and then just, and a fun fact about me. I, I don't think people would get sick of that. Can I reveal something? Please. I, f- I feel like at first, the opening monologue, I kind of like- you know, forced these bad jokes on you. <laughs> and then now that, you know, the frequency of jokes has changed. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I... I y- y- you feel like you set the standard <laughs> and then you're a little disappointed that I no. a- a- agreed with it. No, I just mean, I just mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I don't mean to come across as if I'm not supporting... Of a co-host's oh, opening monologue of jokes. Course. I very much am. Well, I like uh, to treat these as a warm-up, <laughs> for better or for worse. On that note, let's mosey into our first segment. Welcome to... Conversations with Kevin featuring... Me. Yeah, you saw. <laughs> Before I tell talk about my trip to London... Classic preamble. Uh-huh. I want to tell you uh, a, sh- a short story about... Okay. Uh... Leah listens to podcasts as well. This is your SO. This is my, the love of my life. Mm-hmm. She was listening to one about um, Disney podcasts and the host- She was listening to a podcast about- Oh, good catch. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't listening to a podcast about Disney podcasts, although that might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about Disneyland, I think, and okay. all the Disneylands and all the Disney stuff. The host was talking about- Mousing around. That- is what it should be called, and it's not, and that's their loss. The host was talking about his trip to London, uh-huh. and I did something kind of snobby. After a few minutes of listening, I went, God, this is so boring. Uh, he's talking about all the museums he went to and stuff. And then Leah went, "Yeah, you know, this is kind of exactly what you and you saw do. <laughs> 
I mean, but I almost has, collapsed. But Kevin, has she heard our opening monologue jokes? I think she might be skipping that. Oh, okay. I mean, well, it's you know, she listened to the opening monologue jokes. Uh, They're very charming. It was so funny. <laughs> um, she and for the listener, she is a huge supporter of the show. Yeah. So, Kevin, what museums did you go to? We have the Victoria Albert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the trip. I'll talk briefly about it because I have a better topic piece. Okay. Um, but it was nuts. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of great things about the trip. Mm-hmm. Now, for the listeners who noticed maybe the last two episodes, me saying, um, I have literally nothing planned <laughs> for an international trip. If any of you, which I would assume most of you went, that's not good, Kevin. <laughs> you should have said something. You should have reached out. And I think if like three or more people had said, please plan stuff. You are going to have a a stressful experience because you can't show up to a vacation and go, what's up London? Right. And expect them to be like, ah, yes. Well, did you, was it more of like a, like a, like a, my cell phone doesn't work. My, the transportation is a hassle. Like it was all the above. Uh Um, so let me just start by saying, um, Lee and I stayed at her friend's place for two days and Mm -hmm. it was so nice of them. And we had a blast with them. After that, your boy got us an Airbnb. Yo. It wasn't great. <laughs> he did not maybe read. Uh, well, there was one review. Uh-huh. Um, Th- which there is, was only one there review? There was one review and said, like, it got the job done, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and it was five stars. But if someone leaves one review, right. no. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Airbnb. <laughs> Wait, really? That was great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, there <laughs> were recommended Airbnbs that I went, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> the chef has this one handled. And he did not. He burned all the food. So we go to this place. Oh, my God. The first thing uh, the oh, no. host says is uh-huh. like, the key is six blocks away at a grocery store. Tell them this code and they will hand you the key. And was, I was like, Was okay. it like the bird who squeaks at dawn? I was like, this is like a puzzle. Yeah. And I don't like it. I have my suitcase. Yeah. Um. So I picked up the key. We showed up. And then like the next message was like, the key often does not work. You must shake it in the top left corner oh, like this way. No. And I was like, okay, we're over for 2. Right. We show up, the toilet doesn't work, there's no hot water. Oh my God. Yeah. So I'm messaging like all these things. Oh, we'll send a plumber. Like, what time are you guys there? Wait, no. Yeah, no joke. We'll send one tomorrow. Um, What time are you guys there? And I'm like, we're on vacation. We're not going to be here. Right, right, right. Okay, that's fine. I'll stay. There's no hot water. Oh, just go to the closet where the the boiler room is. Like, um, just change the knob over here and that will turn on the hot water. Keep flushing the toilet. Has it worked yet? No. My mouth is agape. And the next day, I'm like, the toilet isn't working. Did you send someone? Yes. Well, it's not working. Keep If you just keep shaking the handle, keep flushing it, it will eventually work. So this yeah. is like day three. How long was your stay supposed to be here? In London total? No, or at this Airbnb? this location. Like four days? And this is like two hours in. Right. So... While that's happening, I'm struggling to adjust to jet lag. Uh I'm like waking up at 2 and then falling back asleep at like 8. 2. 2 a.m. I'm falling Uh asleep at 2 a.m. And then I'm waking up. I'm sorry. I am waking up at 2 a.m. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Good day. Um, To my Australian friends. Yeah, whoops. Um, My bad. (laughs) And then um, we, uh, everyone's asleep and I'm just wide awake. Uh Uh-huh. Until 8 a.m. And then I fall asleep when everyone's waking up. Right. And then I wake up at like uh, 1 p.m. or 12 p.m. And everyone's like, oh, late sleeper over here. I'm like, you guys don't understand. I got an hour and a half or two hours of sleep. Classic London observation. Yes. So I'm exhausted every day. Yeah. Um, And then we go to this Airbnb that sucks. Yeah. And then a huge thing that was a huge problem, the internet was like unusable. Yeah. Now- Sometimes, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. We have cell service. We don't have cell service. It's an international trip. Right. One thing uh, Leah wanted to get, but I was like, no, 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 we'll use Wi-Fi. You can get these, like, packages of data, basically, Mm -hmm. on international trips. 
But I was like, her friend's place has Wi-Fi. The Airbnb will have Wi-Fi. Places have Wi-Fi. We don't have to buy this. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should have. There are several through lines of me going, no, 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 I've got this. <laughs> and then London going, do you? You were in a top hat of monocle this whole time, right? Yes, yeah. I had to be. It's the uniform. Um, and then what else happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a, I bought a tour bus. I bought a tour bus. <laughs> oh, did I mention I bought a tour bus? We bought a zoo. Uh, exactly. That's the sequel. We bought a tour bus. Um, we bought a tour and it was for that day. And it was like 50 pounds, which is like $70 probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, or 65. And by the time we got there, the tour had closed. Ugh. So we couldn't use it. We got on the wrong tour bus. They let us on. And then after like 10 minutes, we were like, wait, we're supposed to be on that one. And we get off and like, they're like, no, uh, no, you're still on the wrong one. You're supposed to be on this one, but it's at this stop. Great. Well, wait. 40 minutes later, we like call a number and they're like, yeah, they, the winter hours close at five and it's after five. But from there, we went and saw Mary Poppins. Right. Went to a musical. Uh So the whole trip was like four things would go wrong, but then three things would go right. Mm Mm-hmm. And then three things would go right. And then two things, like every day yeah. it was a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, the Harry Potter tour we went to, like the making of Harry Potter mm-hmm. uh, studio, which was incredible. Um, so like that was really fun. ASIO enjoyment. Exactly. <laughs> but then it would be like, it took us two hours to get there. It right. took, like we took a Uber back, which took like over an hour. Can I ask something? Please. During the middle of all this turmoil, how are you and Leah doing like emotionally? Is it like a fun, oh boy, like this, we're getting through it. Or is it like, I'm going to kill you if we don't get to see Mary Poppins. <laughs> I'm not sure how I should answer it. <laughs> okay, you don't have to answer but, it. <laughs> but in reality, it's both. Yeah. There yeah, are yeah, times yeah. where like we're laughing right. and it is like a good testament to like us. Right. That is like, hey, we're dealing with all this stressful stuff, but we're also laughing and being like, it's cute when you do that thing. And right. like we're having, we're still able to enjoy ourselves despite having all of this stressful stuff happening. Now, I'd be lying if I said like, oh, a hundred things went wrong and we were laughing the entire time. Like mm-hmm. that's a little unusual. Like there were definitely times where both of us were like, what the fuck is happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, so that part was stressful. But, you know, we flew back together. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. The whole time we were just like rolling our eyes like yeah. this is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but- what I want to say is this got me thinking about um, like being an anxious person and dealing with this can be in and of itself stressful. Yeah. So what I wanted to do with you is make our like- Role play. Yeah. Like our starting, um, what did I call it here? Uh, the maybe baby's guide to going on vacation. <laughs> So this is like a starter pack <laughs> yeah. for us and our fans of yeah. like, so you're also an anxious, depressed person <laughs> right. um, who's going on vacation. Here's our advice to you. Okay. Do you, I feel like, uh, can you set the tone for sure. maybe baby's guide to- I wrote down a couple. Yeah. Okay. For sure. So here's the first one I wrote. Um, don't let the small things ruin a trip. Yes. Because like what you just said- if we had all of these moments that we treated like a issue level 10, mm-hmm. it would have sucked. But the fact that we were, for the most part, just like, wow, this is nuts. Um, are you hungry? Let's go get food. Right. Um, trying to like not overthink things, um, especially if you're an anxious person. Uh, like the first night, I just re- evaluated and like overanalyzed every moment, which combined with jet lag, I'm like, now it's four in the morning. And I think part of this is my fault Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I just think you can't treat a vacation. Like it's a hundred percent or it's zero. Yeah. Um, because it'll ruin the trip for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, another one I had are Oh, I said vacations are rarely perfect and focusing on every little flaw will make it worse. So basically the same thing. We've seen the Chevy Chase movies, I <laughs> uh-huh. think. Yeah. Uh, another one I have here 
which I'm glad I did, was have comfortable things with you mm. in case you go full maybe baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, so some examples for me are like, I have like a specific comfortable jacket yeah. uh, that was like helpful because I'm an anxious flyer. So having like a nice comfortable jacket kind of was like my, what are those things that dogs wear? Like storm blankets, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was helpful or... Um, like a playlist I made, which was really nice, or being able to like go on a walk. Um, so just having like a few go-to things, and my therapist talks about this too, is like if you have like a texture that you like or like a sound or a smell that can kind of help bring you back to reality. Mm. Oh, um, there goes gravity. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kevin. I'm sorry. Oh You're just the joke God. master general over <laughs> oh here. Oh, my God. I was on vacation, and your song says, comedy doesn't quit for me. And he's got it all pent up. And, folks, he has to let it out. And I stand. Um, yeah, so just, like, for me, having a few things that was, like, mm-hmm. oh, this dog is barking next to our place, and it's kind of very infuriating. I'm going to listen to, like, uh, white noise on Spotify soothes me so i'm just going to listen to that oh great i actually did fall asleep mm-hmm. um so stuff like that having like go to um things rather whether it be um physical or like something you say or something you do um how many vacations have you taken like where you can say like you or the person that you're with do you know what i mean that's not like a family vacation or like a work thing how, how many vacations have you taken? Um, not a lot. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, Leah and I have gone on like one a year, right. basically. Not even. I mean, they're really just like, I don't know if I, I guess you could count like Joshua. We went to Joshua Tree last year around Thanksgiving time. Yeah, but that's just one tree. Fucking punch me in the face. Yeah, it's like call it Joshua Trees or like get out. Uh, very deceiving and rude of them. Um, I think... This is the first one that was like, we're taking a plane to a place, you mm-hmm. know, like driving stuff is, is still a vacation, but if it's like two, three hours there, two, three hours back, it's not like, like Leah getting a passport, you right. know what I mean? So I'm, I have pretty, uh, infrequent vacationer. I also think I have like, and, and you've talked about this before, millennial guilt, mm-hmm. <clears throat> MG, MG. Um, which I view as a make good. Uh, so now I'm stressed because uh, the podcast hosts uh, said something that they weren't supposed to say or mm-hmm. they skipped their personal endorsement. Um, but yeah, millennial guilt of like, I should still be working or I'm missing stuff. Being able to like fully take time off can be uh, right. stressful. But I think these things would have been helpful for me um, with like family vacations. Uh, I think part of why... I went into this one in particular with no agenda was, and this isn't like a knock against him. It's just like a different travel way. I grew up with my dad having like a 10 page document of like kind of hour by hour of what we were going to do. So then I went and maybe I already talked about this. Apologies if I'm repeating it. So I just went too much the other way and Mm -hmm. was like, I I, want to do nothing now. I think the answer is somewhere in the middle yeah. of like going in with a game plan. However, all three of those, 10-page document, zero things planned, or like a general idea, mm-hmm. stressful shit can still happen. And for I think, sure. you know, obviously a lot of people are traveling right now or like around this time for the holidays. And I think these are like good things to keep in mind. Like, I don't want to say lower your standards, but... I mean, you're already listening to this podcast. Yeah, so your standards are already low. Extremely low. So just keep in mind, like, you know, have a game plan for the vacation. But I also think it's healthy to have a game plan for, like, when things go wrong. Mm -hmm. And not just, like, oh, if things go wrong. It's like, no, there's a good chance, you know. uh, You miss a bus. Yeah, you miss a bus and it's pouring rain and, like, you're not sure if you're going to make your flight. Right. And just, like... Not not a game plan of like now do I get an Uber, but like how do you react? Mm-hmm. Like what's your headspace like? One of the things that made me cry, but it was probably because I was tired during the Mary Poppins musical, but it was also because it was true. <laughs> is like 
the famous uh, like lines in the beginning where it's like, uh, treat every job, find the fun, and it's a game. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, that's this fucking vacation. Right. It's like if you're not trying to find the fun in it and not treating it like a game, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. It's just a job in another location right. that you're calling vacation. Damn. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just think we should get a soundboard with applause. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. Do you want me to say one more or do you think I you have, have one? Yeah, please. I, my best like advice is just like maybe have one goal, like one place every day yeah. to get to and give yourself like three hours to get there and three hours to get back. Even if it's like a one mile away. For sure. Just have just have one thing. I because I'm also like a if we walk more than 15 minutes together, here's just an audio clip of what that would sound like. Meow meow meow. I'm tired. I don't want to walk anymore. So I think those are also cats. <laughs> meow meow meow. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of cats with me. Um th- that's like I've I've learned that that's more my style, my speed. Absolutely. And I think that was something that we kind of struggled with was like with the jet lag. Our day started later than we wanted it to, mm-hmm. um, and so we weren't able to do as much as we planned. Like, we wanted to go to Paris, but because we were doing one to two, at most three things in a day, and we were kind of assuming we would do, like, five, Yeah, we were just like, well, let's not do Paris. Let's do Paris a different time because mm-hmm. we still have four things we really wanted to see and do that, you know, we leave in two days, so... We should do them, you know, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Kevin, I did study abroad. Yes. So. Give, give me one Paris story, please. <laughs> Wait, did I ever tell you like a good Paris story? Other than the cigarettes, it's all been a blur. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, well, I made one. Well, this is this is not my conversation. I've been talking for 20 minutes straight. Okay, okay. Please. The floor recognizes me. On my first day of uh, classes, yeah. I met um, a French student, and she was really, really nice. And, like, we exchanged, like, I think she could tell that I was, like, scared and American. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we exchanged information, and then she never came back to that class. I think she dropped it. But we had stayed in touch on Facebook and stuff. So That's cool. one night, and apo- apologies if I've said this already on a different podcast or whatever, but... Uh, we went out with her and her friends. So it's just young French people. Mm-hmm. And I was fucking bl- like, you know, the time of my life, like truly like, and I remember understanding my first French joke. Oh, nice. And it was like, th- there was like a group and um, one person, she was like, we were deciding where to go for dinner. And she was like, anything but fast food, anything but fast food. And then these two guys were doing a bit where they were like, every time she would say that, they would be like, how about KFC or how about McDonald's? And she retorted, anything but fast food. And one of them said, well, you can eat it slowly. (laughs) And I was like, holy shit, this is what it means to be alive. They were saying this in French. They were saying this in French. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, And so I was like, oh, oh, and it was really, um, you know that thing where it's like you're in seventh grade and then they show you the French video and then people kiss each other on the cheeks? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So people did that at the end of the night. And I did that with another you person. You slapped them. <laughs> Buy me dinner first. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> um, I did that with, with someone, like one of her friends. And afterwards she looked at me and was like, was that your first? And I was like, that was my first. <laughs> did you give her like too big of a kiss on each cheek? She's like, Okay. <laughs> I think she could just tell that I was nervous. Sure. Yeah. And so that was. You were treating like a seventh grade, like, here I come. (laughs) Uh, I was really scared. I had a joke moment where Uh Leah made me laugh harder than the joke because of her reaction, Uh where it was me, her, and her two friends. And uh, we walked past uh, uh, two women, one who dropped her scarf. And Leah's friend like picked it up and handed it to her. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, hey, that was nice of you. And she said, yeah, see, I tell you that like there are nice people in London, you know, like I'm becoming more British because we we're saying how how nice everyone is there. Mm-hmm. And um, for context, I could not keep my eyes open. <laughs> I was so exhausted. At that point, I had been up for 23 hours. Oh, Jesus. And it was like midnight. And we, I had like two glasses of wine. I was out. Yeah. I could not keep my eyes open. And I kind of just like, 
Cause she was like, Oh, see, like I, you know, I can be nice too, hot, whatever. And then I said, um, I kind of mumbled, like, it was weird that you like slipped her a 10 though. And then like they laughed. And then Leah You still got it. Leah so like Leah kind of says, That was really funny. Like, even though you were so tired, like it was funny that you that was such a good joke, even though you were so tired. Like, you still got it. And I started laughing because I was like, can you stop? Like, it was sweet. It was like a thing that like, but your mom, like, give me a kiss. That was so cute. Yeah. But having someone like call out like, oh, look at you're so tired, but like you can still be so funny. But she said it loud enough that like everyone. Right. <laughs> it was one of my favorite parts of the trip. Oh, you made this? You can put it on the fridge. Good job. Yeah, Good yeah, job. Yeah. And no, that's so sweet. I would also feel like very glad if someone said that to me, but I would have the same reaction too. It's like. like they can hear us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's very sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I have, let's see, I'm reading some of these for the first time since like 3 a.m. six days ago. Okay. Um, so I have a two-parter on here, and we could probably finish out with this. Um, I have two-parter, traveling with others. Uh-huh. Um, have someone who you can talk to that you trust when you start to spiral. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a person you can talk to is very helpful. That's weird. You it's, never texted me. I think, you know what's funny? When I started doing this, yeah. I was gon- going to text you, oh, you sh- and yeah. then I was like, I want to have this entire conversation with him <laughs> in a place where at least other people can hear it. Right. Because here was my thought process. Talk to Leah, talk to you, Song, figure it out on Maybe Don't. Yeah. And then I was like, well, how about I talk to Leah and then do both at the same time? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yes, talk to someone when you start to spiral, and I just put like support is very important. Mm-hmm. Nothing new here. Uh, the second thing, if an issue arises, be considerate if you're traveling with others. Don't hide how you're feeling, but also ask yourself, is this worth making a scene about? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like with myself, n- knowing the difference between like the situation that we're in is an issue. We need to like hash this out and figure this out now. Or am I being a maybe baby and like I should, <laughs> I should like push this one down a little bit right. and address it later. So, yeah, I think that's some that's some advice for the fans. Yeah. Um, Can I ask, like, uh, uh, really quickly, was there a vegan cuisine in London? So I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. We went to a few places. Um, London, which I wasn't expecting, is, I mean, I guess it – as I said out loud, it wasn't that surprising, but it's a lot more New York than it is LA. Oh, interesting. Um, and I found, we found a lot of great vegan spots around town. Mm-hmm. The one that stuck out to me that I had was like vegan duck. Whoa. Yeah, which was surprisingly delicious. Yeah. Um, it was just like a basically spicy veggie wrap with uh, this like faux vegan duck stuff. That sounds awesome. Um, I also had a teriyaki chicken burger um, and then a vegan mince pie and then two drinks that I had for the first time. One of them, I I should look up what's in it, Um, but the other is mulled wine, which is like a a hot spiced wine. That was delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had this other drink called Pim's, Um, which was like a tea, basically. Is that like a big brand in London? Because I feel like that name is like very... um, I think so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had never heard of it out here, at least. The Pimm's Cup. Okay, so here it says like Irish whiskey, scotch. This Ours wasn't this (laughs) alcoholy. It was basically like... Ours was chocolate and strawberry. To me, it was like a spiked um, tea. Uh Uh-huh. Um, with with a slice of orange, and it kind of tasted like a cough drop, but in a way that like you're like, oh, this is delicious. Not in like, oh, this is tastes like a cough drop. I was mm-hmm. like, this tastes like a drink that is supposed to be good for your throat. Oh, that's and nice. I was like pleasantly surprised by that. So yeah. the pims, the mulled wine, and then all the different. Um, vegan stuff we had there was uh i was surprised i was nervous that it was gonna be like fish and chips here fish and chips here um and it was only that like once right well can i just lastly if i may Mm -hmm. what was your favorite thing that you did there this was a hard question yes um 
the play was incredible. It was the first play I've, it's the second play I've seen in my life, sorry, musical Mm -hmm. that I've seen in my whole life. Um, And the first one I've seen in a decade. The first one I saw was the Green Day's American Idiot in New York. And the whole time I was like, I don't know if this is a musical. <laughs> I think these are people just singing Green Day songs. Yeah. Um, was 21 Guns a part of that musical? No, it was before. It was before the 21 Guns album? It was all like American Idiots stuff. Wow. And a couple, like they ended on Good Riddance. Right. But right. it was funny. It ends with the with the Green Day one. It ends with like. 20 people coming out with acoustic guitars and all singing good good riddance together and the audience sings. That's the one like I hope you had the time of your yeah, exactly. life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember sitting there being like this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. and then truly I have not seen a musical since then. Mm-hmm. And this was like a good example of a bunch of shitty stuff happening and then a nice thing coming out of it where we had a bad experience where like we spent a lot of money on these buses that never showed up and we thought like we w- were just gonna take the L yeah. and like what do we do it's just a complete waste of a day and then Leo was like let's go see the musical and so we went and it was like fucking amazing it yeah. was so much fun I had a blast the, so seeing Mary Poppins was just it made me so happy it's kind of like the maybe don't musical uh-huh. it's just all about like being supportive of each other right. and like being kind to each other. Mary and, like, Poppins just bombs with a few jokes up top. Yeah, she crushes. It was funny. There's like a seven year old. Um, there's like a seven year old. Uh, the boy obviously in the family, mm-hmm. and he like fucked up two lines. And I remember thinking like, oh no, that's really embarrassing. And then later I was like, you know, he's eight years old. He had an hour and a half of dialogue to memorize. Yeah, and it's nine o'clock at night. I'll give the boy a pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, another obvious thing about musicals that Leah was like, yeah, um, I was like, whoa, there's like a, a live orchestra playing underneath uh, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I like kind of forgot that there are like full musicians and yeah. several. Sometimes they don't do that. Sometimes they play That's with recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really lame. I'm gl- really glad that didn't happen, but yeah. that made it so much more fun too. So the musical was really fun. The other thing that I really enjoyed was when we went to, and I'm not really like a big Harry Potter person, but Leah is like a diehard, diehard fan. Mm-hmm. When we went to the like making of Harry Potter tour, um, it was just, I mean, it was truly three and a half hours and it felt three and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, it felt like a prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, God. You're killing it today. Um, I I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever been to a tour that was like um, just that deep and vast in knowledge. Where was it? Uh, it was like an hour and a half. Was it like northeast. in a theme park? No, so it's technically, it was, like, part of the, like, Warner Brothers of oh, London. Oh, okay. So okay. you, like, yeah. go to, like, WB in London. Yeah. Um. So you're, like, on these sound stages, mm-hmm. but the way that they designed them were really cool. And now as I talk out loud, I can hear someone having the same conversation that I had with Leo. It was like, these guys are boring. <laughs> um, so, yeah, London was great, and I hope that those tips are helpful for you all. Love, birds. <laughs> Top of the morning. Welcome to Lowercase C Comedy Theater. Hey, could I, uh, Richard, could I talk to you for a second? Yeah, sure. Is it cool that I bring these donuts from the room? Oh, yeah, totally. Listen, um, this is your first show that you've written on, right? Yeah. Um, And, you know, you're doing great. Thank you. You're doing great. Um, It's very fun. Yeah, you're super active, which I enjoy. Yeah. Um, It's just that... You know, me and some of the higher ups have been just saying like, mm-hmm. sometimes it might not be the most productive to pitch a similar thing over and over. Oh yeah, okay. Um, I get it. I I just I feel like, you know, a lot of comedy comes from like personal experience. So I've just like, yeah, I had this thing where you know, someone uh, bumped into someone and then my dad said like, oh, that's got to hurt. Right. And it was so, I mean, my cousins and I were crying laughing. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not the type to micromanage, Mm -hmm. but I did have our writers just keep track and you pitched that joke 36 times. Wow. Over the like 
over the full season? Over half a day. Wow. And okay, so Okay, well, I mean, I'd appreciate it if it was in the script a little bit more. It's pretty funny. Because oh. <laughs> okay. so far I've noticed it's been in zero times, and all I did was bring these donuts and pitch all these nice jokes. No one's eating the donuts, and no one's taking my jokes. Okay, well, first of all, thank you for the donuts. Do you know how many times the joke has been in? Look at this donut. What number is inside the donut? Okay. This is zero. So- <laughs> donut hole. Okay. <laughs> Just... Between us, should just start bringing damn donut <laughs> holes to the writers. Room. But, but, but between us, I'll write that down. Human to human, right? We trust each other's comedic sensibilities. Yeah. And so let's re-examine some of the situations that you've pitched the line or the joke. Yeah. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. That's gotta hurt. Okay. Yeah. So they're just at a restaurant. Our two leads are at a restaurant. Uh-huh. Waiter asks, "What will you be having?" You pitched. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's gotta, gotta hurt. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is kind of frustrating as you say that because I was looking at the donuts. I probably I should have pitched donut holes because that would have been a, a funnier joke. Right. But I don't know. I just thought there was a situation where it's like, yeah, maybe like the date is like not going that well or something, or like this person's job kind of sucks. Then we could maybe go into the psychology of this waiter. Like, oof, that's got to hurt. Well, why is that got to hurt? Well, I, this actually wasn't my first choice of a job. And oof, that's got to hurt. Well, well, wait, why are you being so judgmental about my waiter job? Oof, that's got to hurt. Um, that's the date that's saying that. Right. Okay. Well, and and the actually and then you zoom out exterior restaurant is called oof that's gotta hurt and it's actually a place okay. where they actually have to say that every time uh, Richard I and again th- I, th- these donuts you know what a great gesture yeah you know what's a great gesture too eating one okay my dad made these donuts uh, okay, well I'll take one um, nom, 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 nom. okay did you swallow uh, yeah. That wasn't. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, okay. hey, like my I'm, dad made this. I'm not on trial yet. He's the funniest man I ever met. Can we just okay? And I, it's not like I ha- I think that I need to remind you, but I'm just going to remind you that this is a psychological thriller. Okay. Oh, okay. So there's a scene where one of the male leads opens up the room to like a cl- like opens up a closet door. Yeah. There's all these like knives and, and needles. It's very very scary. Uh-huh. And you pitched. Oof, oof. that's got to hurt. Because why wouldn't it? It's the knives that would hurt someone. Okay, honestly, the context makes pretty good sense. Okay, that's a better pitch for that than the restaurant. The first date, okay, it's a stretch. You have to wait until you see that the restaurant was called Oof, That's Gotta Hurt. And as the viewer, you're like, okay, you know, I guess I had to wait a couple seconds. Maybe I should have seen that the restaurant was called Oof, That's Gotta Hurt. And Uh then I can, like, fill in the blanks of, like, the waiter always has to say that. Or then why is the customer saying that? It's a confusing pitch, I understand. The the postman walking into a place with all these knives all around the place. Oof, that's gotta, isn't that what what we wrote? One of the protagonists. Oh. <laughs> but the protagonist is a postman. I right, love, love He's the male guy. Peter the postman. Okay. The one of the leads says to the other leads, I love you. Responds, yeah. I love you too. Uh-huh. And then you pitch the line. Oof, oof that's, gotta that's gotta hurt. hurt. Keep in mind. And I don't mean to be raising my voice. Yeah. Now I'm eating the donuts because I'm stressed. Okay. And watch. I swallowed it because it's a good donut. My dad made that. All right. Two people have just- Funniest guy I ever met. (laughs) Two people. I apologize for interrupting. Two people have just admitted their love for one another. It is an incredibly touching moment where literally nothing is being lost. Uh Two people are gaining something. Yes. And why- would it make sense for one of the characters to say, oof, that's got to hurt at that moment? Sometimes sometimes you need a little bit of levity. You need a little bit of comedy. Psychological to su- thriller. To su- exactly. And what's more of a thriller than a surprise? <sighs> now you see this person say, I love you. And then this person say, I love you too. And then the retort, oof, that's got to hurt. You as a viewer are also saying, which would have been the next line, wait, why did you say that? Episode ends. Complete confusion. Perfect setup for I gotta see why he said that. Okay. 
Here's the thing. We got season two. I I appreciate all these justifications. And I know you said a lot that you really like Rocky Horror Picture Show and that as yeah. the show would be playing, ideally everyone would be saying in unison uh-huh. in the theater. Ooh, Ooh that's, that's gotta, gotta hurt. hurt. And? All right. I quit. You can take my job. Great. Welcome to Yusung's Conversation featuring Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Kevin. Hi. I wanted to talk to you about something. Great. And um, it's a little something called podcasting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, so I haven't been like, uh, uh, to put it very candidly, I've, I've just been, I've been the producer on Doughboys for like a very, very long time, mm-hmm. maybe like a year and a half. And um, ever since I got this new gig, I've just been doing the social media for it. Yeah. Um, for them. And uh, um, a few nights ago, I went to like say hi on their show and to just drop off some stuff. Mm-hmm. And first off, I just want to say like Nick and Mitch are two of the nicest guys. I truly love oh, them. Oh no, did they beat the shit out of they you? They beat the shit out of me. <laughs> so I have these black eyes. Um, That's why you've been wearing sunglasses. Yeah. I thought you were just sleeping. <laughs> I... Uh, and like I owe so much to them, obviously. Sure, yeah. Uh I recommended Doughboys to people in London. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. Um But I think like it just made me aware, and I think I might have told you this before. I started there as an intern. Yeah. And I think it's hard to like go out of that. You know what I mean? Go out of like the the headspace of being an intern? Yeah, both mm-hmm. in terms of me going out of that headspace and other people perceiving you like as something different. Yes, that definitely is the case. Um with the with the headspace of being an intern, is that like just feeling like changing from I'm always serving you to now like we collaborate and we work together? Yeah, cuz it's like it, it, and again, if I was like, you know, taller, mm-hmm. more a bit of a baller. <laughs> a little smaller. No. <laughs> You're changing heights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think like if my personality, and I'm not saying that anyone's at fault here, but if my personality was just a little more different, if a little I was bolder. A little bolder, a yeah. little more active. Yeah. I think, you know, I could have made that shift myself, but I'm realizing now, like uh, <sighs> Just in terms of the way I am, yeah. Personally, like, it was just basically lesson learned. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't mean to cannibalize our later segment, our no, 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 segment of lessons <laughs> learned. Okay. That one in EGOT. Yeah. Which we don't know how. Yeah. I guess because there was music. Yeah, I guess so. They're really lowering. Yeah, I mean, I totally relate. Like, I also started as an unpaid intern. Yeah. And now, like, have moved up the Two. ranks, and but but still feeling that, like, should I go get the milk? Like a four out of milk, should I go be getting that? Yeah. Um, whereas, like, if you start at another place in a higher role, yeah. you probably don't feel that obligation to a lower rank in on the totem pole. For sure. Um. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I think it's similar to what we we're talking about with like millennial guilt of like, MG. where you don't feel like you fully left the position that yeah. you moved to. You know what I mean? Or to just be thankful for what you have, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's very difficult. I, I Honestly, like, I, I don't have any uh, major revelations b- beyond that fact, but I do think, like, t- at a certain point it is, like, and, you know, who? because my gig is going to end in April, so okay. anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's just like taking a taking a horizontal step is like important sometimes. Absolutely. I think I just learned that. So when you when you dropped off the stuff uh, to Nick and Mitch. Oh, right. It was just like it, it was this is and again, this is to the fault of no one. I felt awkward when talking on air. It felt like I wasn't sure where I stood. Yeah. What I, you know have the leeway, yeah. whether it's me or my character, like what types of things I can say. Specifically because you feel like your role has shifted. Maybe you feel, and I could be completely wrong here. Please tell me. Uh, 
that like you're like less entitled to be like speaking on mic or like you don't know what the dynamic is now that I, you're I just simply don't know the dynamic anymore yeah. because before that I was like oh we could talk about like writing and like the industry yeah and smoke our big cigars uh-huh. as like you know which as I want to say as someone who did the show I found very distracting yeah I mean Nick and me, they don't tell you that Ugh, we have, might have to cut this out <laughs> Big um, big cigar smokers <laughs> mid-recording. Yeah. They edit out all the cops. It takes out so much <laughs> time. Um, well, I never knew where I was looking because it was so clouded with smoke in there. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. I was looking at them, and I was looking at Emma, and she was like what was shrugging at me. I know. And it's like they don't have any taste buds anymore, so it's – it's well, it probably makes the reviewing the food very difficult. Very difficult. <laughs> and so it, I just felt so awkward, and I didn't know how um, – how necessarily and I just want to like maybe it's because yeah like you know that people are listening do you know what I mean yeah and I'm not saying like please forgive the meandering nature of you sung's conversation featuring Kevin but like the comments on reddit are generally very kind mm-hmm. and but there are some like you know oh yeah bad comments some nasty people like um I don't want to give this guy any attention. Okay. But <laughs> here's but. some attention. It was like um, some guy when I was like, oh, I'm the showrunner assistant for uh, the showrunner Jessica Gao for mm-hmm. uh, She-Hulk coming to Disney+. Plus. Some guy just commented like, and it was buried for all the downvotes, but some guy just commented like classic Asian nepotism. And I was like, whoa. whoa. And it got like, you know. Jesus Christ. A bunch of downvotes. And it's just like, well. Classic Asian nepotism, I know. too. What the fuck? And I would just like to point you to the entire employment history of those who yeah. have been in Hollywood. Like, you know. What the fuck? How can... I guess yeah. it's only nepotism when... Anyway. Yeah. I'm but, sorry, man. No, 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 no. And no, no, I'll no. delete the comment. <laughs> Thank you. And it was really fucked up because I was like, Kevin, this is your public account. <laughs> it's not even a throwaway. I... I, I And like, I... At first... It was very fucked up. It was very fucked up. At first, I shrugged it off like, oh, that's nice because like... You know, for some reason, my masochistic tendencies are like, well, you know what? It actually is very flattering that I somehow have enough reach to reach the people that don't like me. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'll take that as a sign of success and goodwill. But upon thinking about that further, it's just like, man, I'm like so fucking scared to check or to say something next time. You know what I mean? Just because of the risk that that might happen. Man, we honestly can do like I know a, we could do a three whole hours episode about this. on this. I, I will say though that like about your original point, mm-hmm. be, because it's not as if you're like, hey guys, um, you guys are kind of dicks, so I'm quitting. But then you are still talking on mic, right? It's like you got an opportunity that they are and everyone is so happy and supportive of you besides a few racist. Everyone is like very happy and supportive of you. So it's not as if you are doing less because it has anything to do with them or the show. You just had a different like opportunity that you are taking, but you're still doing what you can to help out, which that in and of itself is awesome. And I'm sure they appreciate that too. It's not as if you like got this, gig and then you're like oh by the way i'm i'm done with the show and then you're still trying to do stuff yeah like, that would be really weird right you're still like a high schooler who's graduated and just still hangs out yeah like, yeah and, and honestly dave like leave please mm-hmm. and thank you for supporting the show <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I this is all to say yeah and i don't know who i'm saying this for but like if you are listening to a podcast mm-hmm. and you're imagining what you would say as i I often imagine like what you would say if you were in that room or if you were the guest, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. I swear to God, if you were actually in the room and in that chair, it would be so much more different Absolutely. than what you think. Yeah. Like there might not be room for you to talk. You might not know when, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Anyway, it's just, it just felt like, it just felt awkward in a way that I wasn't necessarily prepared for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was, like you said, it was nothing like them being nothing. like, okay, and, I, and here he goes again. Right, 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 right. And I, you know, as this is, as much as it is, if not more about me than it has anything to do with Nick or Mitch, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. Um, I also think 
they genuinely like you and like hang out with you. Like you guys, you guys go to like, you know, um, when you're talking about Atlanta, like you guys went to like restaurants and bars together. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I know that a lot of it was for the, the foods that you guys were reviewing. I will say though, if they didn't like you, they could just say like, meet us at the recording. So like, there's a lot of evidence that they really like you. And I think they like having you on kind of regardless of like, if you're, if you're any bit related to the show, I think they want to have you on. That just made me realize that like, I think, you know, in the preamble of smoking our big cigars, like before we hit the record button, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I think like subconsciously, I was like, okay, I'm going to say hi and talk like, We've just been talking. Mm -hmm. And then like I wasn't ready and did not know how to necessarily make that shift. You know what I mean? And it's it's very, very easy to then take take the backseat again all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. It's just very jarring. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I will say Nick and Mitch have made this joke a lot. Sean and Hayes have made this joke a lot. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of podcasters say this. It's all just content. Yeah. And And I think there's a truth to that in that. Oh, of course. Of like, as long as they are, as long as people are filling the void of the hour, yeah, and like the vibes are good and everyone's having a good time, mm-hmm. I think then like they're happy with it. And it, and like I said, I think it just comes back to them trusting and liking you. Yeah. If if they treated you more as an employee. And like only an employee, I think that would be, that would be kind of awkward. Then now of like, I mean, they do lead me around on a collar. Yeah, they do that, and then they like make you like dress up in suits when they hand yeah. you your paycheck. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, kind of awkward. I've witnessed it before, mm-hmm. and you have to say like, "Thank you, sirs." <laughs> um, you have to say, "Mr. Weiger, Mr. Mitchell." <laughs> so that stuff is a little weird. There's some interesting dynamics, but every workplace has that, I guess. Um, and then again, I guess we, I don't know how deep we want to go into Reddit mm-hmm. stuff, but I will like, I, I, I honestly like, I don't know what to say or like how to word it. Those people, uh, are some of the nicest people who like are For so sure. com- like so supportive in a way that, um, I, I think they don't realize how much it like means to us, especially yeah. cause we're not the Chris Pratt's of the world. Like, well, speak for yourself. Okay. One of us is not the Chris Pratt's in the world. Um, it's me. But <laughs> it's you, Sam. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's like it means a lot seeing people like say nice things. Like Plus, even from a cold capitalistic standpoint, it is necessary for a, the growth of a show and the success of a show. So. Yeah. And like there's I think like two people, one on Facebook and one on Reddit, it might be the same person that like mm-hmm. posts – all of our shit every week oh, and like comments um, on it. Yeah. That's the Drop King, I think. Grand Sabo. Yeah. 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 And like a guy whose name I think is like K-I-E-F, Keith something. Uh-huh. His last name's with a K as well. He posts all a bunch of stuff and like that means a lot to us. Yeah, for sure. And so like what's hard is like seeing people like go out of their way to be really kind. Mm-hmm. And then there are some like you know, like there was like 500 comments on that. How did this get played episode and like showed a lot of like uh, dark corners of the internet. Right. And so like that definitely becomes like a talking point too of like, man, look at all these fucking monsters. And so like, do you think it comes with the territory? Do you think that's like, do you think you deserve it? Not, no, I don't think it's ever deserved. Um, Because but, it's very, oh, sorry. But I was just gonna say, but like, I feel like we knew being the producers of two pretty vocal shows, like doing this show, there would be for better and for worse, like comments mm-hmm. toward slash at us. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like when you, you I feel like the argument they, they, uh, shady people make is like, Hey, when you're doing a public thing, it like deserves to be criticized. Like yeah. I'm just, you know, practicing my fucking amendments or like right. my, uh, freedom of speech. Um, which Dimitri Martin said, like, people always say that when they're defending a bad thing. They yeah. <laughs> I also think that like, I mean, to co- role play as a shitty person, mm-hmm. like fame 
is like that kind of also it's fucked up that you just put on a mask of me (laughs) please take that off hey guys chef kevin here (laughs) take that off (laughs) um you know it's very easy to say like wow being famous would be so amazing that of course it comes with the price and that is people will talk about you and people will say whatever they want about you like and that way the scales of justice are balanced mm-hmm. if you're famous if you're I asian mean, american representation aka jo- scarlett johansson see exactly and that's that's the thing is like i think there's a line between like this is what this podcast host or this actor or this musician could be doing better with their content right and there's a difference between that and i don't like asian people yeah you're right and i think right. that's where like the yeah. pretty obvious line is is like you know, uh, there's been people who have given, like, I think pretty fair notes about our show mm-hmm. that we didn't lose any sleep over. <laughs> um, but then there's people who just be like, look at these two cucks trying to make money. <laughs> um, and to that, I'd say and Kevin, that was a pretty good note. And I did tell my dad to apologize. Yeah, he, he will have. not be commenting that again. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, much appreciated. So, uh, but I think a bigger picture thing too is like this is all really bad stuff for people who like are riddled with anxiety yeah, and like for sure. pretty like uh, on the regular struggle with their mental health. Right. And so having a platform where you can kind of regularly check how people are judging you is like the worst thing ever. I always like thought like when first uh, people would like say like things – like hashtag you sung did nothing wrong or mm-hmm. other inside jokes about the show regarding or just involving me. I was like, Oh, I get it now. Like if they, if you know that somewhere out there, there are comments about you, wouldn't you want to see what they are? Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think anyone would, or, you know, most people would, or hang on. I don't want to make anyone who is like, well, I don't want to, mm-hmm. that's okay too. Like, you know what I mean? But I just feel like it, just like consider that, there's a conversation about you somewhere. There's like, wouldn't you want to actively seek that out? And then, and only then do you realize if it's good or bad. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think here is like the weird uh, situation too, is like, we are, (laughs) I just want to pause for a second and say, it's funny that this show is sometimes very relatable. And (laughs) and then there's other times where you song and I, are truly treating our podcast like there are no microphones in front right. of us and we are just having a conversation. Yeah. Le- Leah's friend said, um, oh, is what's your podcast about? And I was like, <laughs> oh, my friends and I, we're just kind of like, oh, let's start talking about all the things, you know, that we normally talk about when we get coffee. And then everyone was like, it's so cool to hear like two guys talk about their depression. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're like, I guess that's the show. Um, yeah. But um, what were we just talking about? Oh, like, when people are like, then you shouldn't say anything on mic if you don't want to get right. judged. But it's like also at the same time, like Sean and Hayes are my friends and like Nick and Mitch are your friends. Like sometimes it kind of feels like you're not almost not that you're being mean, but like it feels good to contribute to a conversation. For sure. And I think sometimes and again, like all four of those guys appreciate our input mm-hmm. on and off the show. Um so then it's just like, I don't know, it's this stupid thing where it's like, should you stop talking so then you're not getting critiqued anymore? Yeah. Uh, I uh, 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 oh, We have to end this conversation somewhere. Yeah. But like- Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, also, if you're sitting in a room with hosts of a show and you've done that for over 400 hours, yeah, like the desire that- like that, that I felt as a fan of other shows to like want to talk to the hosts or the guests- is like times 400 because you've been sitting with them and you can. And it, and not only that, as a human to human, like it would be extremely awkward not to acknowledge if someone else was sitting in the room, you know, for this long. Yeah. And and yeah, I guess Yusung's conversation featuring Kevin turned into a, a broad PSA for one out of every million people on this planet. Yeah, but I think, you know, the people who listen to our show are like probably pretty active fans in the podcast world and maybe they like hearing you know what this side of the mic can be Mm -hmm. and not even just us like as like oh we're performers or anything but like i don't know it's a pretty relatable issue i've 
uh, with other like hosts and stuff. Like, I don't think we're the only ones that are like, wait, sometimes fans are mean. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, I think it, it I don't want to say dangerous isn't the right word. There's just something tough about, uh, you know, and even if you have a healthy headspace, it's tough dealing with like toxic people. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just like being, I think, hypersensitive and then getting regular feedback about your personality <laughs> is, is fucking nuts. And on that note, see you next week. <laughs> Welcome to Lessons Learned. I still don't know how to explain this other than it's in the title. <laughs> it's not wrong. Um, These are some lessons we've learned. <laughs> it Sometimes during the episode, oftentimes in life. Yeah. So I'm going to go first. I have two. The first was from this week. Um, there's like, it's like two mini stories. The first is um, when I was in the airport in London, a guy was walking in front of me and he came to a complete stop. Now I was, it's obviously a busy airport and I was walking closely behind him. And my suitcase bumped into his shoe. I didn't say anything because it was kind of annoying and it was his fault. Yeah. He takes eight more steps, comes to a complete stop again. Again, because it's a busy, close airport, my suitcase bumps into him. I say, kind of quietly, sorry. And he turns around and goes, ask twice now. And then walks away. And I kind of go quietly, but not loud enough. Then hurry up. Yeah. I then proceed to spend five hours plotting your revenge exactly yeah a similar unrelated story (laughs) later that day when we landed lax there was a person walking down the sidewalk every four or five this is like a few blocks out of the airport punching the air and like screaming um and 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 just kind of like something's wrong obviously and then a person is walking by them hands in pockets, just going about their day. And then when they cross paths, they then start screaming at each other. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. And then they go on separate path. There's that like expression when you, you know, look far enough, you know, both people kind of seem like they're in the wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was thinking... People say that about our show, right? Yes. Yeah. When you look far enough or close enough, close enough. they both seem like they're in the wrong. I was so mad and spent a lot of the flight going, I should have gone up to him and like, hey man, I just want to make sure your shoes are okay. You seemed really pissed off after coming to a complete stop. And I just... And then you have that feeling where you're mad that you didn't come up with that. Yeah. I don't know if there's a word for that. It should be. Right. Where you're just pissed that you didn't have the... I saw him obviously like five seconds later as he was kind of walking by me and I wanted to go clear a path everyone clear a path this guy needs the space or he's gonna lose it um and then I saw those two people cross paths and just starts yelling at each other and I was then like how am I different than this right so just drop it at the end of the day it didn't matter yeah um, Thank you. That was a long one. No, absolutely. Uh, my lessons learned is that, uh, like, don't wait for life to give you a signal that you should be saying no to things. Because I think life will always do that. But it's like never like, it's never like a bird flying on your shoulder and whispering to you, hey, stop. Ow. Yeah, now is the time. It's like, oh, I've had to wait for something like bad to happen or to become like extremely overwhelmed to say no to something. Absolutely. Yeah. So and that's that's good advice, too, for people at all ages, but especially I think we have a lot of listeners like in their 20s who are like, yeah. you know, saying yes at any opportunity, which we both did, but just know when there are situations where you should be like, actually, I'm saying no to this. Yeah. You can't do that to all of them, but there are certain ones that it's good to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. I have one more. Uh, I think about this maybe like once a year 
when I was um, 17, <laughs> tip of the hat to Sinatra, but not all the way, because um, he's a little weird. Yeah. Um, someone called the wrong number and they called our family's home number by mistake and left a voicemail saying, hello, this is Rosemary. I'm just calling for Nathan and seeing if he can mow the lawn. Love you, baby. Hangs up. And Kevin just played that off of his phone. I did. I call back and say, hi, um, I'm not your grandson. I'm not Nathan, but I will mow your lawn. <laughs> she said, I'm going to stop doing that voice because it's probably not great. Mm -hmm. um, okay, um, come over tomorrow. Oh, my God. So then I mowed her lawn. She lived like a couple miles away. And she said, Honestly, it's um you did better than what my grandson does. Want to come back next week? You're my new grandson. Exactly. And I went to all the parties. Um and I ended up mowing her lawn for 3 years. Whoa! Yeah, because she called the wrong number. Um she did pay in Ziploc bags of quarters. <laughs> <laughs> but she was very sweet and she was 94 years old. Uh -huh. And I think about her like once a year. Wow. Um I don't know if I had a point to that other than that was nuts. Uh, oh, yes. I would um, like to formally, because I've never done this, apologize to her grandson. Go home. Go home.